Love Talk Radio. Seychelles, uh, which many Americans come to find that know where it was, but uh, basically it is located below the Middle East, um, like right below, I guess, Yemen and company in, in uh, Dubai, and right almost off the coast of Madagascar. And again, I highly recommend it. It's great, beautiful, and I hope to go back one of these days, but in the meantime, uh, welcome to the podcast. This is Scott Burks. I'm the creator of the sports ball called The Clown Times. It's Clown Spelled with K. You may be finding me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. And you may be finding me on Facebook. Just do a search in the upper left-hand corner. Just type it in. That's Clown Spelled with K. You may be find me there as well. Well, a lot of crap went on in the sports world. Um, there we have Summer League. That's wrapping up. Actually, that's probably wrapped up by now. And actually, it is wrapped up by up by now. And the upcoming um, <clears throat> McGregor and Mayweather fight, which I still think is a farce. Um, and everyone's wrapping it up on all sorts of levels. We'll get to that as well. But anyway, uh, we're going to bring in my, my co-pilot. Y'all know him from uh, Sleazy Radio and Blog Talk Radio every Tuesday night, as well as the sports blog, um, George has HBCU Sports, where he talks about things HBCU Sports, all things HBCU Sports, that is. So here's one on Dwayne Nash. He'll be back in the setup, brother. How you doing? Scott, I'm doing good, but not as good as you, Mr. International Lover out there like Prince <laughs> in the Middle East. <laughs> you out there Yo. doing it up JFB style uh, out there in the, uh, I can't even, what, 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 Ocean? It's, it's the border. I'm glad you asked. It's in the Indian Ocean. Actually, right in the Indian so. Ocean. It's wow. great. It's, it's brush surf, but dude, yo, I'm telling you, it's beautiful. Freaking mm. beautiful. One of probably the beautiful place. I'm telling Hawaii, the most beautiful place I've visited. It is wow. very, very beautiful. And words, words can't express it. You see my picture on Facebook. Well, I hadn't put it up. The entirety yet, but I will uh, probably tomorrow since I have anything going on at work. But uh, <laughs> at any rate, you know. Also, I was on the well, 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 right quick. I was on like like we had layovers in Dubai on the way okay. there and on the way back. And Dubai is hot as hell. I mean, you step off the plane, you have to come busting in the New York minute. But it's oh. beautiful. It is very. Dubai is very beautiful. And mm. so, sure, you know, I know a lot of folks who are on the ignorant side of things, you know, afraid of 
Sharia law, or however the hell you pronounce it, Sharia, Sharia law, and the uh, conservatism and Muslim and in, in, uh, Islam. But while that's there, that is the conservatism part, it's still beautiful. You're not going to get, nothing's going to happen to you <laughs> when you're over there. They love, they love tourists. They're very friendly. Wow. Again, it's hot as hell, but you have a great time. I mean, to, to, I mean, Dubai is great as well. So, um, yeah. So if we have a chance, bro. If you want to just ball out on, on some lucky lady or just be a ball out of control, those two places are the place to be. I'm telling you. Hey, I'm I'm still, you know, dealing with with red lobster right now. You know, you're talking about going to Dubai and in the Indian Ocean. My God. You know, I gotta sneak him out there to Crab's Nest just to go ahead and get a a reasonable meal, man. Sheesh. Hey, don't think what happened to you, Sean. Don't think what happened I'm telling you. I know. Don't think what happened to you. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's get back to the telephone. So let's just. I mean, like I said, while I was going, like, I, I, I kept in touch with the sports world going on here in the state. And, you know, mm-hmm. the summer league just wrapped up. Uh, I, I like the way Lonzo Ball looked. I mean, before I go on any further, I normally do not care about the do not put much dress back in the summer league. I mean, usually mm-hmm. I give two hands about the summer league. But, I mean, some. You know, with these type of rookie committee, like the Jason Tatum's and Markel was getting hurt, those on the Sixers once again. Uh, trust the quote unquote trust the process, right? Um, as well as this Smith Jr. from NC State, um, and, and the whole set of rookies were balling out, but everything turned around lines of balls and you know, rightfully so because, you know, he was named, as you know, the M V P of the summer league. He had mm-hmm. Numbers right quick. He averaged 16.3 points, 9.3 assists, 7.7 rebounds, 2.5 steals, and 1.0 blocks per game. Most notably, his best game was against the Sixers, where he scored 36 points, to 8 rebounds, and 11 assists. Yeah, now, that's again, the game that really helped his average out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it did. Just, just somewhat, right? Um, but again, you know, I don't, normally don't care about the summer league. A lot of those guys he's played against are, for the most part, Tamil Can and uh, future UPS workers. Shout out to UPS, yeah. by the way. And everything else. They're still hiring. There you go. And guys, great for benefits, what I heard. Um, <laughs> I like, I mean, what I'm looking for with these rookies is, it's, it's, you know, top dog, so to speak. And I'm looking for them in these situ- with this type of situation. These type of types of preseason tournaments, post preseason tournaments, to act like they're they're the stuffs, right? Mm-hmm. They're the they're the best players on the court. I want to see if they act like the best players on the court. And for the most part, some a lot of these cats have like Tatum ball out of control, and like for the Boston's uh, like some league team as well as this Virginia, but Lonzo stole the show. That's just my opinion. I I I think that. He started to come out of the slump a little bit. I know he started up slow. The first game, people were clowning him left and right in the media. Um, and he just, he took off. And, again, the summer league. But I'm just looking to see these, these, these young men, these high draft picks, act like they're the men on the court, act like they're the studs. And, 
you know, once they do that, then great. You know, just you know, just giving confidence going forward. But if they struggle against tomato cans and GPS workers in summer league, there'll be cause for pause. Exactly, I completely agree with you. And it seemed like that that was going to be the case those first two games for for Lonzo. Right. But um, right. he just had to have a wardrobe change, and it was odd yeah. that when he put on those Tobies, you know, that, that's actually what 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 the, the the phrase that was floating around after his game was Kobe mentality. Uh, when he mm-hmm. did up the Sixers for for uh, thirty six, eight, and eleven, you know, he really showed up that game, and then. It just became a novelty, but a very interesting novelty that he just kept changing his shoes game after game. So he had the one huge game with the Kobe's, two pretty good games with a with a pair of uh, James Harden's on, and then the game after that he put on a pair of Under Armors. So he was talking about how he has all this freedom within uh, BBB to do whatever he wants which, of course, is going to lead up into conversation about the shoes. But let's right. not focus on just the shoe situation because he did just about what I expected him to do in the summer league. I had this conversation with my sister, who's a huge Lakers fan. You know, she mm-hmm. tried to, to temper, you know, her excitement a little bit by saying this is just a summer league and basically said everything that you just said yourself was that, you right. know, these these are – you know, guys who probably who won't make it to the league for the most part. And um, I told her, I hope he learns from this experience. And if this can carry over to a performance of 12, 8, and 6 in his rookie yeah. year with the Lakers, and that's 12 points, yeah. 8 assists, 6 rebounds, then I'm good. Mm-hmm. If I was a Lakers fan, then I would be happy with that because – one of the things that was the issue of his throughout the entire summer league was his shooting percentage and the fact that he was taking a lot of shots. Now, that's probably him attempting to be a big dog, and we know he has a funny shot. And while he was at UCLA, his shooting percentage was low. So I'm hoping that's something that he works on and improves upon. But his ability to uh, uh, get everyone else involved and his ability to get in and get rebounds is something that still shows in the summer league, he just hopes, if I'm a Laker fan, I would hope that that would carry over come uh, early October. Did you notice that, that they're pushing the uh, the start date back a couple of weeks for the league? Huh. Huh. Didn't know that. Yeah, so they can have less uh, uh, back-to-backs. So that's good. That's good. That's very good. Well, it would be better if they shorten the season, but that's not going to happen because that's money out of owner's pocket. But –
you have to match Vaughn's percent that Lonzo's that getting, and you know, from swearing whatever type of shoe he wants, and from what his daddy's been saying, they're laughing at mm-hmm. everything. I mean, they, they, this is this is publicity that they could even dream of. Because it's only going to draw more attention to their brand. And, you know, I ain't mad at him. I mean, I'm not mad at a brother trying to be an entrepreneur. Uh, but, not am you know, I. That, that, and exactly. And, and I just think this is brilliant. I mean, far be it for me to be a big fan of LeVar, for himself, but this is brilliant. Taking all his attention from his oldest son wearing whatever the hell type of shoe he wants and mm-hmm. having a quote unquote clause in his contract saying that he could wear any type of shoe other than a big ball of brand and just getting all this attention. This is brilliant. It's brilliant marketing. It's just, now, it's just outside, I don't, frankly. I don't I don't know how much it it'll affect the bottom line in terms of sales of his own sneaker, but you're right. It's garnered a ton of attention. Now, I don't think it was just the shoe. Of course, everyone wanted to see him play. But the but, numbers in terms of attendance and viewership on television yeah, skyrocketed yeah. every time he played. Now, I'm going to go ahead and blame that on two things. One, the marketability of Lonzo Ball, mm-hmm. being positive or negative. Everyone wanted to see right. whether or not this dude is the real deal with all the yipping and yapping his dad has been doing for the past couple of months. Two, this marriage that they now have with ESPN, and now the ESPN has been playing it on their networks, instead of it just being limited to NBA TV, where your average friend is like, eh, I don't even know what network that's on. Do we have that? You know you got ESPN. You can go ahead and catch it, and people were watching it more than what they had been in the past. Right. Right. Again, it's brilliant. It's freaking brilliant. I mean, it's, I mean, now, I mean, Lonzo Ball is ESPN's black Tim Tebow. Let's just yes. be real. I mean, yes. people can be talking about this kid and his daddy for who knows how long. And, again, all that attention being positive or negative with Falls and Ball goes, it's gonna. It, it's just that. It's more attention. That's what mm-hmm. they want. That's right. Did you see that's the meme? The bottom line. What was that? Did you see the meme? There's a meme of. But it was a meme of Lonzo Ball, the cartoon drawing of him at, at a urinal, and then another guy walks in with the Sports Center logo as his head, right? It just oh. violates man law and takes the urinal right next to Lonzo Ball. <laughs> <laughs> to make matters worse. You violate man law, by the way. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't take the, the <laughs> urinal right next to me, especially the empty one. And that was the joke. Right. That there are tons of other empty urinals, but the sports center guy takes the one right next to Lonzo Ball, basically saying, I want to be next to this dude at all times. I want to. If this dude is it's interesting to me. I got to see what the deal's going on. Exactly. Exactly. Again, I mean, it's <laughs> this thing goes in cycles, man. I mean, you had the Northern coverage, ESPN's Northern coverage, first of Brett Favre. Brett Favre for some of you. Will yeah. he, will he not quit? Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to go back into that. I, that's just got my head there. Then 
but related things to worse was the beautification of Tim Tebow and, and everything by ESPN. Now you got Lonzo Ball, and again, I don't know how crazy it's going to go, but the way it looks, he's, he's going to be their black Tim Tebow. And, you know, maybe, and I think Fox Sports 1 is going to stick with that same mantle <laughs> where folks like it or not. And again, Brent, Brent for the ball on the ball family's part. Because they guard yes. what they wanted. That's attention, mm-hmm. eyeball, focus. And that's going to drive the bottom line even up over time. That's, it's just brilliant. It's, it's stuff that you can't even teach in, um, in, in, in the average uh, business class, I mean, or, or economics class. It's, 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 it's brilliant. Say what you want about LeVar Ball, how big of a buffoon he is. And, and how much he's living by character through his son, older son, dude's brilliant. He's yes. a he's, he's brilliant. <laughs> uh, so um, it is what it is. But going from one, and this is an interesting shift in, 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 in uh, strategy now, going from the real deal to a complete farce, that is <laughs> a weather record. I mean, I just. This is like a WWE match made in heaven to me. I mean, it's yes. not to me. It's not really a boxing event. It's not an MMA event. I mean, you got two dudes from two different types of combat sports. Both stars not only respect the sports, mind you, mega stars in this sport respect respect the sports. But let's just call it for what it is. It's a glorified exhibition match that people are going to mm-hmm. be stupid enough to pay hundreds of dollars for. Yes, they will. I mean, why would you want to watch a dude, a boxer, go up against an MMA guy at the boxing ring? We all know who's going to win that. The boxer's going to win. Especially if it comes down to the decision, unless he's just playing loud stupid. And I don't think Mayweather's stupid. He's 49-0 for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, just, it's amazing to me how people are laughing this crap up. And, you know, now folks talking about how McGregor is supposed to lie with some racist, cold crap. That he's yeah? Yeah, but listen, it's, part, it's, it's like it's like LeVar and Lonzo Ball in reverse. This, they're playing this crap up, man. Exactly. I'm not saying it's right what, what, what McGregor's doing and Dana White is do, are doing. But you know that Mayweather's complicit in this shit. I mean, it's the same thing. They're selling the fight. Yeah. And you know, and this is in Trump's America. Let's just be real about it. They know that they're, that they're going to lap it up. The folks, some folks, folks going to lap it up, even though the purest, the sports purists out there, the true boxing and MMA fans, for that matter, know this is nothing but a farce. This is nothing but a glorified. Mm-hmm. But people are going to pay $100 for it like idiots. And it's from why I can tell it's working. <laughs> it is working. <laughs> there, there's a couple of things that I find rather interesting with this entire show, uh, as I like to call it. First and foremost, you mm-hmm. make the perfect analogy, saying that it's like WWE wrestling. Because it if is. you think about it, that's the only world where your fantasy matchups. Yeah. Just about actually happened. 
You know, you want to see Hulk Hogan wrestle The Rock, even though Hulk Hogan's 30 years older? Hey, let's make that happen. You right. want to see The Undertaker wrestle against Roman Reigns, even though he's 30 years older? Hey, we can make that happen, too. Rick Flair versus Shawn Michaels, we can make it happen. So that, just like with WrestleMania, they have these huge cards where the, the, these dream matches happen. People always talk about who's potentially better between a boxer and an MMA fighter, even though we will never get that pure combat situation going on. And even though mm-hmm. we've had it in the past, the MMA fighter has completely dominated especially because the boxer has gone into a world where he just can't compete. Now it's a little bit more level with the boxer. That's not the thing. The other bonus, just like wrestling, is we have this huge buildup. They had these yeah. four, this four-city tour, which I thought was fantastic, but I wish they would have spread it out more. They had the time to do it. But I've also learned, hey, it's not just about the press conferences. Because, of course, they're going to do, like, the 24-7s that HBO does, where they're going to be following the, the boxers at their camps. They're going to make this available not just through Showtime, but through whatever streaming uh, uh, access that they're going to have for the fight. All this lead-up to the fight, they're just building it up and building up anticipation. And the way that things have happened at these press conferences just – spiked it up just a little bit more, especially with the controversy. Now, I'm not completely aware of all of the stuff because I've been watching basically the highlights of the interviews of all four cities, but the one that really bothered me the most. Now, I heard him, I heard McGregor call Mayweather a boy. Yes. All yes. right, fine. But he also called, you know, he was making a reference as if he was dancing like a child. I don't think that was a racial thing. But the one thing that bothered me was, was the Brooklyn situation. Now, I thought that was hilarious at first. He comes out, looks like a pair of Versace pants after wearing suits for the first three press conferences, shirtless right. with what he called a polar bear jacket, right? Mm. And he, co- right. he comes out the biggie because, of course, they're in Brooklyn, and, of course, he's a notorious Conor McGregor. Right. Now, while he's out there, you know, he he makes reference to the racial stuff. He's like, you know, how can I hate black people when I'm half black below the waist? Yeah. Yeah. And then he makes a a gesture about this is for the black women out there, and he starts gyrating and stuff. That bothered me a little bit, just a little bit, because I know this is still part of the game and stuff. This is the same dude, you know, who's talking down to Floyd Mayweather in front of his kids and stuff. I get it. But, you know, it's, it's an interesting line that's being stepped upon. But once again, I've seen this before, and it's been under the tutelage of Vince McMahon, so it's not new to me. But it's just mm-hmm. different being that it's not WWE. So it, it, it's, yeah. it, it has you wondering, is it real? Is it set up? Is it part of this stuff? Uh, yeah, uh, now I want to see it. So it, it, it's it's doing what it's <laughs> supposed to do. It's making people who probably were halfway interested that much more interested. I mean, I remember, I mean, think about the last year or earlier this year. And last year. Uh-huh. Like, well, like particularly after when um, uh, uh, Mayweather 
beat the brakes off of Pacquiao. Um, when yeah. all of that was coming about and Gregor was doing his thing in MMA and the Gregor just took shots at Twitter from afar, I never thought in this you know, I wouldn't even thought in the in the wildest dream that this would happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I I just didn't think this would go this far, and now it's going to happen. And like next month, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I'll say this: while the trash talk was a bit, you know, over the line, that's, that's on the line. McGregor can talk so much to smack. I mean, yeah. I, I I heard about his smack game, but dudes have run some smack. He was getting them Floyd's head, the way he Floyd. Now Floyd is like a forty-year-old man, and McGregor is like in his early thirties, maybe. Yeah. But you know, for, for the way he's twenty-eight. Oh, he's 28. Well, there you go. He's a young man. So, yeah. The way this guy was able to get into a seasoned vet tail like Mayweather's head, this, this, this is reminiscent. I, I heard this earlier today. This is reminiscent of when Roberto Duran, in like the first fight between Duran and Sugar Ray Leonard, when Duran oh, yes. was getting constantly, was constantly getting into Leonard's head. Uh, it, you know, I mean, granted, I was a little kid at the time, but my dad's a boxer in Seattle. I grew up loving boxing. I seen uh, Kansas, the movie Hands of Stone, and watched the 30 for 30 on the ran. Uh, um, uh, Leonard, he got into Leonard's head. It happened, and as a result, he gave Leonard his first loss. Mm-hmm. You know, because he got in his head. He, he, made, he made Leonard love with him, trade blows with him, which his corner was like, no, you can't trade blows with this dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he just got his in, into a bit. And that's why I think this is what this is about. McGregor has not a whole hell of a lot to lose. Nothing to lose at all. Getting to the head of a guy who's 49 and old, I like to call himself the greatest ever, which I, I have doubts about that. I still think Ali is better than he was. Would ever be he fought better fighters, blah blah blah. You know, I could go on. Um, but I mean, I but you know, Maywood has a hell of a lot more to lose, and he's just losing it at these press conferences because this young man was able to get into his head constantly. And, and it, you, know, you know, again, because they recognize the game. He just he just realized that McGregor is getting through his head because he, McGregor can run to smack, can really run to smack. I mean, that first that that second press conference, that was hilarious. That was epic. Oh, <laughs> it was yes. epic. I mean, the way he talked about his being being broke, about you know and everything else, and he's like, "What's in that bag?" <laughs> you, know, <what's> <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and also, uh, you know, like when Mayweather wore those platform sneakers or whatever the hell, because he, yes. you know he's not a big guy, and he's just wearing them all day. Like, Why are you wearing those high heels for? <laughs> it's just hilarious. But he has oh. about it now because you know, again, Dana White, even Mayweather himself, genius, just like LeVar Ball. Genius. I mean, mm-hmm. because he's drumming up interest and, again, making people do what they have no business doing. Paying $100 to watch an exhibition fight on pay-per-view. 
you know what I, I, I came to? I, I, I like to, to, oddly enough, compare it to a shootout in the hood. Right? <laughs> okay. You know, I've been around enough in my lifetime to know I hear bucka, bucka, bucka. My back needs to be to the, to the gunshots. And I need to be moving yeah. fast and far away. But I've seen right. situations in, in, in enclosed spaces like malls where you'll hear bucka, 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 and people will run to what's going on. Now, yeah. you know it's going to be a mess when you get there, and you may end up disappointed when you get there because you ain't get shot. But yeah. for whatever reason, you're curious enough to want to run and go see it. And that's exactly what's going on with this fight. Because he's talking such a good game. This dude is kind of like Joe Gibbs after each press conference where he keeps making adjustments after what it says. Because for the most part, 60 to 70% of what they said is the same thing that's been said at every location. Mm-hmm. But McGregor has, has had the ability and the wherewithal to change some of it up and continue to talk about what's actually going on that day to make it that much more interesting. Now, when he brought up the reading situation, the old to 50 cent, that was hilarious. The whole, you know, why you are here not wearing, wearing sweats. I got a suit on. You an old man. And you're dressing like you 40. You are here on, on social media with a pink phone, but you're a grown man. <laughs> just in this manhood, man, and, and, and you know you can't be doing that with no fighter. So yeah. he, he he was doing the right thing. He was doing the right thing, and it, it made it that much more interesting, especially when they were in Europe, when they were yeah. over in London. <clears throat> London yeah. Well, and Toronto, because McGregor has a lot of fans in Toronto too. When there was a pro McGregor crowd, oh God, it just made it that much more interesting. It, 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 it engaged me just that much more because I'm like, I didn't realize McGregor's fan base was that huge, but I knew that a lot of people hated Mayweather. And that's the main, right. that's another reason, if not the number one reason why people want to watch this fight. They want to see Mayweather lose. And yeah. now there's hope that it's a, well, it's a, a small possibility that it can happen because the guy is bigger, stronger, faster, younger, and is a stronger puncher. And then the talk game that comes with it, oh, tickets are, are, are out there flying right now. Well, actually, tickets are going until the next week. But the, the interest is, is, is peaked. But I, I wish they would have dragged out the press conferences a little bit more. We would have had more to talk about in a longer period of time right. instead of talking about four press conferences in four days. Yeah, yeah. But I'm telling you again, it's, it's entertaining. Hell yeah. Check. Yes. Okay. Are the guys are the combatants interesting. Hell yes. Check. Yeah. Yeah. That's just it's, 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 they you know Dana, uh, Dana White and Mayweather and McGregor geniuses for doing this. You have an interest in the fight? Hell, bleeping yes. Check. Mm-hmm. That's why people are gonna watch. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna watch. They're gonna lay it out one hundred bucks, like one hundred bucks, to watch an exhibition fight. Um, unbelievable. Only in America, brother. <laughs> yeah, and, America. Has, <laughs> and like I said before, it, it has that train wreck feel to it because Mayweather could lose, 
McGregor could lose it and switch over to MMA and do a ground and pound <laughs> on Mayweather. And people were just hoping that this foolishness happens. Oh, my God, if, if any of that stuff happens, if he does, like, a spin kick or, or something crazy, yeah. it would be insane. And, I mean, I've seen some insane stuff. We've seen some insane stuff in our day. Uh, fan man to the ball in Madison Square Garden where your boy uh, Lou Dua passed out. Uh, 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 to, uh, I've seen some insane stuff. The, the biting of the ear. Oh, yeah. Just imagine if he just switched styles in the middle of a fight because he's mad. Because he can't get in the Floyd. That's what people are hoping for. So that's that's the uh, that's 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 another that's another check. The the train wreck. The potential of a train wreck is there. Check. Oh, that's so funny. Well, we'll get you on this. Like going from one extreme to the next. We'll get you on this. You know, today and I was planning on doing this, but you know, today. Was uh, is uh, um, Stuart Scott's would have been Stuart Scott's 52nd birthday, and mm. we I, I reflected on him on social media earlier today, and I wrote a rant a, a rant in his honor on the day like a couple of days after he passed, um, it, which still to this day his passing I mean the thought of Stuart Scott still moves me, you know, because I just remember that I was a guy. And, a 21, 22-year-old guy coming home from spring on, on summer break from college and listen to a guy, a brother on TV, on ESPN, no less, spitting ling- hip-hop lingo left and right and making it smooth into a highlight. Just a smooth break, not even forced. And exactly. Like, wow. This brother is speaking our language and doing a damn good job and not, and not forcing it. He's just natural. You know, mm-hmm. and then, I mean, having my brother and I just looking at it, just kind of like transfixed on him, if you will, and to the point where he, the more, I feel like, felt that more and more brothers were, and sisters too, were, and some white people. Let's just be honest, some white people too, just getting all involved in in this middle of the, what was the middle of the height of, of, of hip hop in the 90s, you know, where hip hop was at its best, and seeing and hearing this guy just drop it left and right on, on Sports Center with Rich Eisen, it was just it was it was so cool, and and the, and, and 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 you know to the fact that it inspired, to inspire more black folks to get into the sports media game, and hell, it inspired mm-hmm. me to go on the podcasting and vlogging, and then later podcasting, and as much as I have to handle both, I'm doing this in large part because of Stuart Scott. He inspired me. You know, and and, and 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 hearing and just hearing on social media again how much Stuart Scott meant like to a lot of fans and even people like Jamel Hill, Michael Smith. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's really, it's really moving, and it's. I mean, he's one of my sports heroes, and I I still am sad that he's no longer with us. But I mean, he's left quite a legacy, and I'm. Again, I said this before too. I'm proud to be called his crack bro. You know, we're both members of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, and it's it's just it's just he's he's, he's a wonderful dude who left quite a wonderful legacy. And rest in peace forever, Stuart Scott. Rest in peace forever. Now, I will say this about Stuart Scott. 
um, like you said, he was able to bring, you know, the hip hop culture into sports. Now we watch yeah. sports highlights. We just didn't pay that much attention to it. And he right. just made it that much more interesting, you know, by putting that much flair into it. And it, it was getting to a point where, sadly, people were starting to copy him, and it, it yeah. didn't have that same feel. But we all knew where it came from. Now, the thing that I thank him for is for him being him and, and, and being that relaxed and, and being and have that wherewithal to go ahead and tie it in because basically that's how we talked. And that's us of the African-American community when we talk about sports. You know, occasionally we'll tie in a little quip, you know, something a little funny while we're, while we're talking about it or whatever. But that was just the way that we did it. And it's something that a lot of people weren't used to and a lot of people who weren't familiar with the culture or who didn't like the culture just didn't like yeah. it. And it's gotten to the point where now it looks like ESPN is attempting to recapture that with Jamel and Michael with the SC6 and and, and, right. and trying to catch that whole thing with a, with a newer vibe to it because they had it right. when they had his and hers. It was just basically yeah. them talking and, and, and having a conversation about sports the way that they normally would by, you know, also infusing the culture into it. So this influence continues to live on, man, and, and I will say that I'm not – I wasn't necessarily influenced into doing sports coverage because of him, but right. his style is something that influences me, which is me being me and occasionally throwing in, you know, a cultural reference and 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 having that that wherewithal to 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 be able to merge the two and have fun with it, you know, and 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 being able to be as much of a journalist, and I do that with air quotes for those who can't see me right now as I possibly can, <laughs> and just give the people the information, so, just yeah. giving people the information that they're, that they're looking for, man. And, and, and I just hope to live up to the things that, that uh, Stuart Scott and those who have come before me uh, uh, have, have done. Well said, brother. Well said. Thanks for that, man. And, um, uh, Yo, yeah, we're talking this week about this and everything else. Uh, I know it's the dog days of summer, but uh, <laughs> I'll come up with a topic for next week. Trust me. <laughs> but, oh, uh, it's yeah, it's media days. Yeah. Media days been going on, and then of course the whole yeah. Colin Kaepernick, yeah. Michael Vick thing that just happened. So it's, oh, it's that, tough. It's tough. Perfect. Uh, oh yeah. God bless you. Perfect topic for next week. I can't believe Vic said what he said. We'll get to the next week, but uh, yeah, a lot of time. So uh, <laughs> we'll pick up next week. Appreciate you. Go English. Always. All right. All right. All right. So there you have it, folks. We're talking Mike Vick and Charlie uh, Kaepernick next week because that's that's that was just been on my mind last couple days as well. I didn't have enough time to finish the show, so hopefully we'll do it some justice next week. So anyway. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Clown Hour. Sorry it's been two weeks, but hey, Brother Man needed some vacay. So happy to be back in the South. Be back last y'all next week. Until then, 06, peace out and good day.